and welcome back to Entry Level Podcast, where we talk all things entry level. I'm Lindsay Bernard, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Dudley. Today, we have a special guest, Morgan Nyan, who is a new partner-elect at Nixon Peabody, a top 100-ranked law firm, quote-unquote, big law, as they say in the biz. Morgan grew up in upstate New York and went to SUNY Albany for undergrad and then went to Boston College for law school. We asked Morgan to come on come on the show and share with us and our listeners her experience from the application process all the way to her experience preparing to become a partner elect. I don't want to steal any more of her thunder. So Morgan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited we got to do this. Yeah, finally. So, you know, oh, I know yeah. yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so I know you've like listened to our podcast a bunch, but we kind of do a lot of different things and we felt like with you know, a lot of our listeners are still in college and a lot of them are thinking about what they're going to do next in the next few years, or maybe even some are taking a year off. So we really wanted to get you on the, the show to talk about the experiences you had. A lot of people don't make it to a partner elect. A lot of people kind of don't make it even into law school. I know I'm one of them. I thought about it. I backed away. So I think we kind of want to start the conversation with, you know, back when you were in high school, like and going into college, did you know you were going to be a lawyer or what really changed for you? Yeah. So I, I have to say, I, I think I'm a little bit unique in that I have always wanted to go to law school, even when um, I was in high school. Yeah. I was very driven to do it. Yeah, I was. So I made a lot of my decisions based on that goal and it was a long-term goal for a long time. So not everyone's in that position. I did though, when I was in college, kind of weigh the options of MBA versus JD because mm-hmm. when I got closer to the process and, and did make that dis- determination. And ended up, you know, it worked out well for me, but I, you know, for, for some people that can be a difficult decision. To Wait, can you make. explain that? Like, J, there's just the differences, like, the between JD yeah, and what you did. When I was getting my MBA, there were some people getting JD MBAs. So yeah. That can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, your JD is, is a law degree. Your, mm-hmm. your master's in, in business administration is a, you know, more for the business side of, of work. Yeah. So I just kind of had to decide exactly what I wanted to do. I, I did work in a law firm when I was in college, so that gave me some insight into, you know, deciding if I wanted to go that route. I also, you know, I did, I was making that decision in 2007, which yeah. was before the Great Recession. So yeah. it was law Ooh. firms were still having their heyday at that time. And it was it, it, basically if you got into a, a top school and did pretty well, you were pretty much sure you were going to get a firm job. You're going to be able to pay off your loans. So that was part of my calculus. So when you were at Albany, when you were at SUNY Albany, you kind of went to college knowing that was the track you wanted to go on. So did you know like requisites? Like what did you do to prepare for that? Like the application process, did you kind of you know, junior year, the light bulbs went on and you're like, okay, I need to start kind of thinking about this. Or did you kind of know what you were doing? Like, what's that process like? Yeah. Well, even taking a step back, I, that's why I went to a state school. Oh, okay. Because I, I knew I was going to go to law school or, or at least wanted, I knew I was going to pursue higher education beyond just undergrad. So I was looking at the loan situation and the cost of education. And, you know, I, I, I was a New York state resident, so I had pretty, and I got a scholarship to go to a New York state school. So I paid. So you were thinking like pretty long much, term. You yeah. Were, I, I paid very little to to go to undergrad, so that was, and I took out a lot of loan, a lot of loans yeah. to law school, you know. So, but I knew that was going to be the case. I did get a partial scholarship to BC, but it, you know, I still ended up taking out a lot of money in loans, and that's definitely something that you have to consider. You have to look at the finance angle yeah. when you're looking at higher education. Do you feel like you understood the implications of taking out? All, like a lot of loans at that age, but I feel like that's something we've that talked about that a lot. A lot of people struggle with. It's like you're like, oh yeah, because it's so far in the future when you're gonna have to actually worry about paying them back. Do you think? Like, do you feel like you really future comes stuff? really fast? Like, you're like, I yeah. know I'm gonna be successful enough to be able to handle this stuff around. Yeah, do you no. feel that way? Uh, I was a financial idiot. I had no <laughs> no idea what it really meant. I didn't understand compound interest. So not to interest. plug our show, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, I think that's true. A lot of people that are young, like they, you know, they get advice from people. You're going to be able to get a job. Uh, people also have, you know, special snowflake syndrome where they think I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do well. I'm not going to be the, the people that, you know, in that category of people who doesn't yeah. make it, who doesn't get a job. Right. You just assume that you're going to succeed and you're going to get the job. You're going to be able to pay off the loans. 
But even I just, you know, I, I ended up like all, so I, I finally have paid off my loans, but it took, took me eight years, but I paid $175,000 in total with oh interest and principal. Holy. And yeah, yeah so it, it, it's a lot. It, it, it was a huge, huge chunk of my income. It, it, it also dictated what I was going to, you know, do for a career. I felt like yeah. I had to work at a law firm to pay it off. I, right. I didn't think I could do a public interest work even if I wanted to. So let me, so let me ask you this. So you're, so you're a senior at SUNY. Talk about, okay, you're like, you finally make it to senior year. You know that you want to go to law school. Like talk about, you know, what you needed to do to apply. And I know we talked about this in full transparency. We talked about this before the show. It may be different now, Yeah. but talk about like, what do you have to, I know everyone knows the LSATs, like everyone knows, but talk about that. Like, what do you have to do to prepare? Yeah, so my junior year, I took the LSATs, and I don't know how it's Oh, different. you took them as a junior? Yeah. Oh. So I was a gunner, take, Lindsay. So you early. <laughs> early. You know, I just wanted to, to well, you, you apply your senior year, so you need the score to apply. So, yeah, I I, I took it only once, and I, you know, I, I did study. I spent all summer of my junior year studying for it. You know, I was like, I stayed at... Yeah, what do you recommend for that for people that want to study? So I, I'll admit, I thought about, and Sarah knows this, I was an accounting major... A lot of accounting majors were going into law school or getting their MBA because we kind of graduate, like we graduated a little later than you where the job market wasn't as good. And so a lot of people were like, should we go to grad school? Should we go to law school? And I remember when I got, when I started researching like what the LSATs were and how much I would have to study, I kind of, it, it turned me off a little bit. So maybe like talk about that process. Yeah, like, it's a lot. It's just, you know, it's a standardized exam. It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of similar to the bar exam, which is a mega version of the LSAT in some ways. But I just, I did a lot of timed tests. Like the thing, the, what's hard about the LSAT and the bar is not necessarily the content, but it's that you have two minutes to, to read an entire page of material, digest it, and then read long yeah. questions and answer them. And it's, you know, the LSAT, it's just, it's hours of that. So a lot of writing like, too, not just multiple choice. Like how's the test like formatted? The LSAT is, it's just multiple choice. I, I never believe. took it. Yeah. <laughs> never, have, never made it. There's a, there's a, there's a section on it called uh, logic games, which I actually kind of nerd out on and still, yeah. still actually kind of <laughs> like to do as like little, like, you know, Brain intellect teaser. puzzles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a lot of, it's reading comprehension and they're just difficult. They're written in a, in a difficult way, you know, so you have to be yeah. you know, able to have that mental stamina to, to get through the exam. So. so you think that, so your advice would be like practice time tests. Like oh yeah. Time yourself. Yeah. I and mean, that's what it's all about. Is it really abstract? Cause I, I took the GREs yeah, or the GMATs, whichever one for business school. It's been like eight years. I can't remember which one I took. I blacked it all out. I did take the GMAT too. So I, I did, I, I was a wuss when it came to the LSAT. I did take the GMAT. Yeah. It's a lot of like abstract yeah. math and thinking. And is it similar with the, with the LSAT? Like algebra, it like, but it's not even algebra. It's yeah, like, it's like it's like the most abstract math that you will never use in real life. It's just a nice like testing your abstract yeah. thinking more than anything. Is it, that kind it, of you basically some of the multiple choice questions? Multiple choice sounds easy, right? But you yeah. read like a page of information, and then each prompt that you know there's there'll be a a through e. There are long paragraphs in themselves, and then the question is asking you. Okay, read this. Is the answer A, C, and E? A, C, and oh, not I hate E. Yeah, so, so it, not com- one it comes down answer. to one little piece of information that you have to have oh, understood. Yeah. Wow. You know that. You know what else I can't stand is like choose all that apply. Right. Like, and like, <laughs> like same similar where you're like, oh my god, like tell me to pick two or three. Like, what yeah. if it's four? What you know? Like that's. I feel like that's unfair. I'm not okay at standardized testing, like, but I feel like it's a little. So, no, the, the exam is hard. It's designed to be hard. It's designed to trick you. And you, so you have to, you know, and, and it's, it's really mental stamina. It's doing that for hours, like that you have to be able to get used to. That's why you have to do time tests. You can't just do yeah. one question at a time and expect to do well so, on the exam. So you take the LSATs as a junior. Mm-hmm. Now I have to assume because even when we like, we, now I'm like, yeah, we weren't lawyers, but you know, like, but now that we, when I, I even remember when I was a senior and like looking when I was about to get ready in intern, you know, I was obsessed with internships. Like this is going to set me apart. Is that the same for like getting into law school? Like you, you is, don't is need a little different? You don't need to. Okay. But I did. So I actually, I had a funny job when I was in college. I was a runner in a law firm, which basically this law firm, they were a lobbying firm. They had a van. So I would literally drive lawyers up and back to the Capitol. <laughs> I would pick up their dry cleaning. I would pick up their lunch. I would pick up kids from soccer practice. I was like basically an errand person for them. But it, <laughs> it was cool because I, I got to get to know a bunch of lawyers. I got to be in a law firm environment. I could kind of, life. Yeah, I yeah. could kind of do it in between classes. Yeah. They, they let me just kind of drop in like whenever I had hours 
I could pick up a couple hours, do a couple errands, you know, and, and I still talk to some of those people that I met to this day. So it, it was just useful yeah. for me to be in the environment and decide, is this the type of environment I want to work in? Is this where I want to end up being? So, so yeah. what about, um, sorry, I'm very interested in this because it's like my path not taken. Like, right. <laughs> so, no, it's not, it wasn't really that big of an option just for the record. Okay. So you took the LSATs, you were happy with your score. Now talk about the actual application. Is it a regular application? Do you need a lot of recommendations? Like, is it anything different than if you were applying to like a grad school? You know, my memory is, it's been a while, but it, she's old. No, yeah. I'm just <laughs> I do remember this. I applied to 16 schools and I got into 15. I really wanted to, yeah, I really wanted to go to Georgetown. Georgetown did not really want me to go that out there. So. But then so I felt, Morgan also like a fun fact, like we're friends with her, but she wanted to be in the swamp. Let's you want to go. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You yeah. wanted to be in the swamp. Well, I did. So uh, yeah, I did. I, DC was attractive <laughs> to me for sure. I was looking between basically Boston, DC and New York. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I honestly, when I went to go visit BC, I, w- I visited every single school that gave me an offer because I got some full rides too. So then yeah. I felt like, wow, now I really need to make a decision. Like, am I going to take out loans? Ooh, we have to come back. That's a good yeah. idea. We'll or am I going to go to a lesser ranked school that gave me a full ride? That was a huge decision to make. And it's probably different than because I we talk about this like I think back and I'm like I chose St. Mike's because I got more money to go to St. Mike's and then I got to go to like Bentley and so I know undergrad's a little different but I mean undergrad we joke now like B's and C's get degrees like you know like a lot of people are really uh, maybe we shouldn't say this on no, the record, but yeah. nobody really cares what you get for grades as long as you... Kind of, yeah. Like, you, yeah. yeah, and you get... Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. But I just mean, you know, undergrad's a lot different where I think internships and experience help you more to get a job, but not necessarily law school. So, yeah. like, talk about that. So, BC was obviously... Boston College was obviously important to you because of the name, right? Does that And that makes a difference in law is that something you want to put on like what do you think about that yeah it makes is that a, a false difference. statement or? no it, that uh, but I was also looking at very comparably ranked schools so I was looking at Boston College my really what, I, what it came down to me for Boston College Boston University Fordham in New York and oh, yeah. American Ooh, American's a good one yeah so they were all very good schools right so but honestly I went to the I went to the open house at all of them and I just really loved the students that I met at BC yeah and the culture I could just immediately tell was a fit for me I loved Boston I'd always wanted to live in Boston I, yeah. I was a rower in high school Ooh. so I rode at the head of the Charles when I was in wow. yeah when I was in high school and I was like which by the way now I realize is like the best day in Boston but totally, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to volunteer I used to like volunteer at, at oh, one yeah, of my I old companies it. I would always get like the jackets and be like yeah yeah it's a great day so I remember going to that event and be like, I'm going to live here someday. And, you know, so Boston was big on my list. And uh, But what do you think about that? Like, what about someone who maybe didn't get into those caliber of schools? Like, can you still, like, are, like, still going to law school, it's still worth it, right? If that's, if you want to be a lawyer. Well, talk about so, that a little bit. Yeah. So th- the market has changed, I think, significantly since I first went to law school. When, like I said, in 2007, before the Great Recession, if, if you went to a pretty good school, it did pretty well, you were pretty sure you're going to get a firm job. Yeah. I don't think that you can say that anymore. After the recession, there were law firms did huge layoffs. I actually, ironically, ended up going into bankruptcy work. I ended up working on the Lehman Brothers bankruptcy. Really? Yeah. The firm I went to in New York represented Lehman as debtor's counsel, and I got yanked into that because the whole firm was yanked into that. So a lot of my peers did not get jobs and couldn't find work. Yeah, I was like, I was asked to start early because I was doing, I was asked, you know, bankruptcy work was keeping people busy. But firms were doing huge layoffs. My the firm and that I, was oh seven. This was two thousand ten. Yeah, right yeah. when we graduated. Yeah, so that was a tough. tough yeah, we yeah. talked about that. It was a tough job market. Like like even we graduated our the two classes before us. We used, I used to be like I mean it was the smartest people like our friends like and they were you know painting house like I mean no one we went to a good school everyone did really I well. I worked for a law firm in Vermont, not like the cal- <laughs> yeah. not the same caliber. I was very, no, I was very fortunate that I was able to get a job rate at it. Like I started June 1st, but I mean, it was rare. Like we we joked with one of our, yeah, we joked with one of our friends. Like she literally, we like, she painted houses and we like moved into a place in Boston and her parents were kind of helping pay her rent. And she like painted a bench for our thing. We were like, why are you like, what is this bench? And she's like, oh, I call it the unemployment bench. So she was just like not working yet living in Boston, like painting stuff for our like 
you know, next dorm room house that we lived in. But yeah, yeah. So no, that people, was a tough job. Market. It was. Yeah. People in my class, my law school class kind of joke that we were like the lost generation because so many people, a lot of people either go right through, but some people had a career before law school. And yeah, if, and a lot of people graduated in that down economy, couldn't find a job and went back to what they were doing before and, mm. and still had the law school loans, never ended up using their license, you, you know, getting licensed even. So, you but know, that it was, was kind time. of that whole, not to bring like culture into, into the conversation, but that almost started because it wasn't just law. Like you're absolutely right. I remember the law situation, but also it was grad school. A lot of people who were going to get their MBAs, like the lot, like leaving their jo- good jobs to go get your MBA. And then they were like, wait, now I'm not, I'm still making what I made before. You know, it kind of started that whole like, o- you know, that whole movement, the yeah. Occupy, whatever. Yeah. Like, I forget what it was. I was in grad school when I was happening. Yeah, exactly. It was in Northeastern and it was all happening it was, right downtown. Yeah, it was yeah. happening in Boston. And, and just because of, like people were like, wait, why am I going to do these schools if I'm not going to be able to pay, you know, get a job and pay loans? Yeah. So, so the way so you were like, you were, you worked hard, but I, I mean, worked hard, you, you but there's some amount of luck to it too, honestly. Cause I, yeah. so I had another offer from a firm in New York, Hogan and Lovells that, I received an offer from them. I didn't end up taking it. But the next year, they closed their office there. So if I had taken that offer, you know, I wouldn't have had a job. So yeah. it was just, you know, firms were no offering people. So the way you end up, at least in, in my situation, I, I did what's called OCI, on-campus interviewing, to find my job. It's crazy. At the time, you know, there was a lot of work to go around. Firms were doing a lot of uh, in-house, like, document review and uh, types of work that clients at that time were willing to pay for, and they were just looking for bodies. The way I got the job I got out of law school is I was at the Doubletree Hotel in Times Square, and there was it was room to room to room to room where different law firms were interviewing, and you basically had like a 20-minute slot interview. You would go from hotel room to hotel room. So and- Suits is real. That's what they did on the show Suits. So I always joke with Morgan, like, you should watch Suits. Yeah, I so actually never have They actually it, show that on the show. Yeah, like no, on that's, the pilot. that's, that's you, what it that's was. That's what it is. Yeah, that's how you, that's, it, they still do it to some extent now. It's a little bit, you know, less... Totally. There's just less. Wait, so I want to even take a a quick step back because I'm very curious about law school. Yeah. So talk about like, just talk about law school. Like how many years is it? Yeah, it's three years. Like what's the hardest year? Like kind of like, I'm also curious, like. I'm a movie person. Talked about that as Are well. Bring about woods right now. Kind of like so. <laughs> like My no, I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to talk about Legally Blonde. No, I'm more curious. I feel like every movie I ever watch about law school, they talk about torts. That class. So can you, like, so <laughs> talk about your first year. Like, talk about what law school is like sure. each year, and then can you explain to me torts? Just because I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, so it was three years. I, I mean, I have a little bit of, you know, I have my own perspective. I loved law school, but I'm also kind of a nerd. Like, I like Yeah, she's a nerd. <laughs> I did love it. I, I like, but I like to read and write, and that's what you do in law school. I that's how you learn. I school, so yeah. it's okay to be a nerd. Yeah, it's yeah. And I, my new know, book's called Just Average, like how not to live your life by Lindsay I have to say it too, because I, I did go to a state school and I did feel like I went to SUNY Albany. I did really well there, but it was, it was a party school. People were like yeah. not there to learn sometimes, you know? So, and I kind you don't of. don't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. But I felt like law I school. I unfortunately do. I, feel, I felt like law school, people had made the decision. I'm here to learn. I'm paying a lot of money. And it was like, it was a change in tone for me. It was like, everyone was like interested in the material. And I felt like you're getting like the you best. You were home. Of the best. Like you felt yes, home. Yeah. I did. I, I, so I really liked it a lot. I mean, the hardest year supposedly is your first year, your 1L year. Yeah. Talk about that. How, what's the class load like? Like what, like explain it to someone who, if like one of our listeners, like literally just got into law school, like what can they expect the first year? Yeah. It depends on the school, but generally you take the same like core subject matter. So your contracts, your torts. Yeah, <laughs> the average reasonable person comes up in towards uh, property, constitutional law. You know that the, the kind of love constitutional you would law. Love con law. <laughs> it's it's interesting. That's like in crim law. You know, those are the questions that you know you're talking your First Amendment, your 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 core. Like when you think of law and being a lawyer, those are the subjects that you learn in, in your one L year. Ironically, it doesn't prepare you in any way for actually <laughs> practicing law, but it, I think it's a necessary step. It basically teaches you how to think. It teaches you how to read, analyze materials, and think like a lawyer and write like a lawyer because you need yeah, that it's a different. It's a whole different type of writing yeah. too, right? Exactly. It's legal writing. You take legal writing classes. Like footnotes, the whole, like, you have to, don't you have to, like, cite everything? No like, footnotes, but... No footnotes? <laughs> Some oh. footnotes. I'm a fan of the, the snarky footnote in my uh, legal... <laughs> 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 Throw oh. a joke in there. But no, so they teach you, you know, the, how to legal citation... Oh, that's, maybe that's what I was meaning, yeah. like, is more citation. And See, this is why I didn't go to law school. <laughs> it's funny, too, because it kind of, it, it kind of almost feels 
it's sophisticated, but it also feels like you're back in high school because it's such a small class. Like, there's only 260-so yeah, people in my class. It's, that's a small amount of people. You're in three sections. The, so your section mates, you go, you, you have assigned seats because they do Socratic method, which means they cold call you. They know where you're sitting. They, you know, they call you on the, they, they assign, you know, hundreds of pages sometimes of reading material uh, per night. And you are expected to have read that, analyzed it, understand it, be able to be called upon and, you know, answer questions about it on the spot. You never know when you're going to be called on. So that's kind of like, yeah. that's can be the, the scary part of law school for people. They don't just wait for people to, you know, raise their hand. But, you know, it just teaches you a different way to think. Uh, then your second and third years, you can, you know, take more electives. You have more, you know, control over your schedule. My third year, I did a cool program that Boston College offers, I think still today, semester in practice. So I just worked in a law firm. For the, See, that's, I would want to yeah. do that. No, it was great. I learned more doing that, like, than hands anything on. else that I did. That hands-on yeah. experience. Like, <laughs> at Eastern, we did co-ops. I did that's, I, that's, that's how I started, too, co-ops. Two six-month co-ops, and with big Fortune 500 companies, and it was still some of the best experience. That's yeah. what and I did. My first company, I was started as a six-month co-op and did two did two months at each different type of business unit. And that's like, so I think those are, I would want to do that as well. Yeah. How do you decide if you want to be like a prosecutor or a defense lawyer? Well, do you learn that in you don't make law that, school? Or is that more of like a practice type thing? You don't make that necessary um, decision about between like just defense lawyer and prosecutor. But I mean, you got to decide where you're going to work. Are you going to private practice? I mean, you know, work that's, that's right out of law school. That's the highest paying job. So a lot of, you know, young lawyers want to start there. They want to get trained. So you typically make more if you go the prosecutor route than defense. Typically. Prosecutor means like you work for the government. Yeah. Like it's a criminal case. So I, I'm a private lawyer, so I do civil litigation. So I do, I do sometimes on the plaintiff in, in civil land, we call it plaintiff, not prosecutor. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. And then sometimes on the defendant. So. Yeah. You know. But that's not really like a, that's not really a decision you make in law school. That's more like where you go to oh, work. It, it it's like the type of job too. that you take. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Case dependent or it's a, if you, if you're, if you're going to be a prosecutor, that means you're working for either a state or federal government. Oh, that'd so be me. That's what I would want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great job, and a lot of people go that route for sure. You definitely you don't make as much as you make totally. in a law firm, but you still it's still a great trial. Like, talk about trial experience. Like that is the one thing that it's hard to get in a big law firm is yeah. getting trial experience. I mean, you get a whole huge caseload for yourself if you're in the government. You know, you're prosecuting your own cases. You have a huge yeah. case file. So, so what was your favorite year of law school? My third year, because I, Cause you were I already had, well, I already <laughs> had a job. Well, that's the thing. You you get your offer, your 2L year. Yeah, talk about talk about that. Like, what's that process yeah. okay. like applying so for? So, I'm back in the Doubletree in Manhattan. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't even know any of these law firms, right? So, I had just, like, done all this research. Like, I have, like, a file folder, and I have, like, each, I, have, I had, like, 20 interviews. So, I had, like, each firm's bio. And, I like, can't believe this is real. I'm, I like, I'm shocked. I'm just, like, I just watched suits. So, I'm, you know, you have, you get there, you get a schedule. Everyone's in suits everywhere. Like, there's a bunch of, like, 20-year-old kids, like, <laughs> yeah. walking around this hotel, like, trying to find their rooms. Like, I, they're all competing <laughs> with each other. It's, like, this very, it's, like, very, everyone's, like, high-strung, stressed out. I don't know. It is crazy when you think about it. And you literally go in, and sometimes, it's in a hotel room. So sometimes Did the guys are like, like number like this on is the bed? on the bed yes <laughs> 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 it's like it, it that would not fly now <laughs> I know they don't do that now I'm sure they weren't alone <laughs> yeah we I have know. done an episode on sexual harassment but really? yeah <laughs> no I'm just kidding no but yeah so it's funny the the job I ended up getting I later became friends with the recruiting coordinator. So my interview, basically, we talked about running in Boston. We didn't really talk about... They were looking at you. Yeah. Because everyone's qualified probably, like, on exactly. paper. They say, and they I, I know this now because now I interview people. You know, I assume, and they probably assume, if someone's sitting in front of me, they're qualified to sit there. Right? Somebody's yeah. done That's some vetting. Point. That's a good point. Yeah. So I'm not trying to like grill you to see if you know see, the law. I just want to see if I like you. <laughs> see, that's a lot different because yeah. Sarah, maybe it's a little different for you. Like we're in different fields, but I feel like I interview a lot of people, but it's more like, you know, you, I feel like we take a ton of people, like some from recruiters, some from referrals, some from internal. So I always feel like there's a different level. Like not everyone might be qualified who's like sitting in front of me. Right. So that's a big, that's a big change. Yeah. That's like, that's a good point. But she later told me, yeah, we hired you, Courtney and Heather, because you were all from Boston and you liked running. And I was like, oh, it wasn't my stunning intellect yeah. or like great grades. Wait, wait, law three years, right? You said? Yeah. So like, yeah, like three years, you didn't like anything about well, that? Well, at this like, point, it's only two years. So I'm a two, you're a 2L. You do, do the interview process, you're 2L year. That's why 1L year is so stressful because your grades from your 1L year 
determine your job basically because you're applying oh. the second year before you. Like, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah, no, it is. That's why it's so so much pressure, and everyone is like. So for just to repeat, the first year is the most like the most important. It's the only say. thing that really matters. Like, wow. Sorry, well, it, if you want a firm job and if you want to do OCI, that's how it's set up. That's if you want to clerk or do something else. There's a, there's a different process, but the time I went, firms looked at your one L grades. That's all you had. So I got an offer from Curtis Malay. I went there as a summer associate in my second year. So the summer of 2009, they were working on Lehman, you know, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. It was a fun summer though. I I loved, I actually loved working there. It was a great firm. Like, so you got your offer your second year and then you, right. You just said my second year of law school. Yeah. So I was there for the summer. They pay you too. They pay you like a lawyer salary. So I was like living in New York. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was fun. I lived on St. Mark's in the East village in New York. Yeah. It was fucking great. I'm like a West village fan, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, I like West village too, but yeah, my, my apartment had mice. Like it wasn't nice, but, (laughs) but most, a lot of apartments in New York had had mice. Yeah. So then you, but then you come back from that and you, you're a three L so you're taking class, but they've already given me an offer. I have an offer in hand, right? Yeah. So your three L year is like, like why? So that's I thought you. So that was, so you took that job right. As, so after school, that's the job you took. Yes. And then how did you end up at Peabody Nixon? Nixon Peabody. Nixon. Sorry. Nixon, okay. Sorry. Nixon okay. Peabody. And she's my friend, by the way. I should know that. Yeah. No, I, I lateral to Nixon. I, I lateral to Nixon's Manchester office. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Spoiler alert for a man, and it didn't work out. And my new motto is follow the money, not the man. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's funny. Okay, so, all right, so we got you through law school, so you kind of explained, like, so you'd recommend, like, most lawyers try to take a job their second year, do, like, try to do If you want to work for a firm, like, you... At the time I was doing it, OCI on campus interviewing your 2L year, that was how you got the firm job. It's, it's very difficult now to go like off cycle because that was, that's how law firms recruit. Yeah. Junior associates. They either do laterals, they hire people from another firm, or if they're going to hire from a law student, they hire through OCI. That's just like the way the process is. So it's like, it's really tough to get into a law firm if you don't do it that way. That's, that's good advice. Okay. So, all right. So now. You got your job. You're a lawyer. Now talk about like what that first year is like, everything from the amount of work you're doing. Like, cause I yeah. mean, we all know the stigma of like, I mean, everyone hears it. Like a first year law associate, it's kind of rough, right? Like, yeah. and then talk about kind of how you were dealing with the loans and all that stuff. Cause I think that's really important. Yeah, no, I mean, it was great, but it, it's kind of like being a one all over again. You know, like I said, law school really doesn't teach you how to actually practice as a lawyer and, and yeah. work deal with work politics for the first time, you know, like just, I don't know. You're like entry level. It's the same yes. I feel like any field almost like it's like the book smart stuff, but then like the real life practice is going to be a whole different ball game than like grad school. Like my MBA did not prepare me for real life corporate world at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, I had worked there as a summer, but you know, I, I don't know. It wasn't like it was different. Yeah. It was, it just, it did feel a little different, but uh, no, it was great. I, I, I mean, I was lucky. They asked me to start early, like I said, because they were working on Lehman. So I got in there early. We were we were um, conflicts counsel for Lehman. So uh, they, you know, we basically represented them in their lawsuits against any banks that their primary counsel represented. So it was great. I mean, what the part about working in a law firm, though, and I feel like this is something I I, I would hope to change in a now that I'm partner elect. <laughs> But you just don't get feedback. So I didn't Ooh, really, yeah. I feel like I didn't know if I was doing well. I was working a ton and I remember like, yeah, going what are the hours a lot? Your first year? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I, yeah, we work a lot, but it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it depends on what's going on. It, I, I would say it's cyclical and it's like very unpredictable. That can be the worst part of it for people. It's like we, you have to, I mean, we don't work a nine to five. That's for sure. It's like, it's a client service industry, right? So if yeah. your client has an right. issue, then you're, you're working. working. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I know. I mean, we, yeah, and one, and you have to, and it, it's hard to get yourself understanding 100%. that. That's yeah. what that's what lawyers do. That's what we do. Okay, so if you don't like that, if you want to work nine to five, you, you're not going to be successful. Okay, I really like that you just said that it's because true. I was talking to someone about this. Like one of my men, my mentees, a few weeks ago was saying, like, I'm just so sick of the schedule, how it's nomadic, and I'm like, that's the job. Like yeah. I, I, I said that to her, and like she's a great kid and I think she's going to do well, but I'm like, okay, if you're not liking the, you know, change and shift and you know how things change, then like this probably isn't for you. So I think that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. So you, you know, you just have to get used to that. And then where'd you go from? So you started, you were kind of working on Lehman's, you were doing that stuff your first year. 
What about like the loan situation? So talk about just the first year, kind of the struggles you went through, just adapting. I know you talked about a few things, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I At first I was paying the minimum payment. I really just didn't even know what to do. Like I, I had them on like a 20 or 30, even some of them year payment. The interest rate oh, was. Oh, wow. See, I didn't do that. I probably should have like. Well, yeah, but then you think of how much you pay over the yeah, yeah, yeah. years. Well, that's crazy. what I started to realize. I was like, I was paying, like, the minimum, and then, like, you weren't even... It was actually... The balance was going up because of the compound interest. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even... I was like, I'm never going to pay this off. Like, when I started to actually do the math, I was like, I have to make huge payments. I have to pay as much as I can afford on my loans and pay them off quick, as quickly as possible. To But you have to, like, balance all your other interest, right? So I wanted yeah. to save for yeah. retirement. I wanted to save for a down payment for a condo. So I, I basically started contributing to my 401k. Which, by the way, everyone do right away because you never know when you're going <laughs> to need yeah, it. Yeah, because you going. get the match. Yeah. And um, the compound interest, that applies to your 401k, too. Yeah. In a good way. <laughs> I was saving in another fund for other things. Like I think you know, I was trying. Oh, I was also trying to pay off a credit card I had been living off of for like a year. <laughs> like a yeah. year, I did. That was I did. Like my early twenties. Yeah, <laughs> I literally lived yeah. off a credit card for. I didn't have any money. I was like broke yeah. as a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. For yeah, sure. yeah, but you know, we got through it. Um, but so, you paid off all of your student loans. Yeah. So, so everything. So I. Then, so then I allocated like what I could to the loan, and then every time I got a raise. That raise differential went to the loan. Good for you. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And so by the end, it's hard I was, for people. It like is the hard. Lifestyle creep. Like you're like, oh, I promotion. Really try, I want a better I really house, a better try not car, to do that. Better everything. People. I know. In and sales, even, we call in sales, we call it live off your base. Like yes. you, if you can't live off your base, you shouldn't be doing it. And that your commission check should be your honeypot. Like you know, like right. yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Even now that I've paid them off, I'm trying to just like keep making that payment to an investment account. Actually, Morgan, talk about that because I know that was a huge thing. I mean, I know that was a huge thing for you, but it, it took you a while. Yeah. No, it did. Um, but, I mean, that I think that was, like, the best way to do it. it I mean, it ended up taking eight years to pay it off. But, I mean, but that's no, that's not good even to sh- that bad. That's yeah. not bad, and that's yeah. good to share. Like, you can make it work if you, you know, are financial, you know, you do the right and things. You, and you've got you've to gotta do, like, the hard part, which is you put did. all of your extra money the Which you just said. So that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. going to resonate big yeah. time because we, we talk a lot about school. It's not loans. easy. People are like, oh, I want to go on that trip or I want that new car. I want that. But it's like, this well, is I, I'm not, I wasn't living like a pauper. Okay. I was yeah, like, that's why it took me eight years. <laughs> I mean, you have to make that decision though. Like, am I going to li- live on beans and rice and pay it off in two years or am I going yeah. yeah, yeah, like, to yeah. be a little more comfortable? I definitely, yeah, I was living, I don't know. I, was, I you know, I go out to eat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you found a good balance where you could, you like to party. No, we can say No, I'm just kidding. But that's important, though. Like, you want to be able to, like, enjoy the lifestyle you've created. You worked uh, hard for it. Yeah. But also take care of that stuff so you can have an even better future. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I feel like we're kind of going in phases. So we talked now you're, like, working. We talked about your first year. So talk about kind of, like, what got you to where you are now. So Morgan just became a partner-elect, which is a huge deal. You're only 34. 34. 34, which I thought. Uh, which I was talking about. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I'd say 35. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, talk about kind of that process of like, you know, you practice big law for yeah. 10, what was it, 10 years? Uh, yeah, 10 years. And now. you Nine still years. got partner very, relatively young compared to a lot of people. Yeah. So talk about that. Like what, you know, what you went through the last couple of years, like what was important, what stood out? I know me and you talk a lot about mentors and things like that, but like, what were the, what was that time period from your first year to now your partner elect? Like what, what kind of goes on? Yeah. So I was, I was in New York for two years. I really did like the firm. I was doing good work there. I really, I liked it. I didn't love New York. I didn't want to go to New York. Yeah. I wanted to stay in Boston. I couldn't get a job in Boston. The city, all, right? You yeah. were in New York City. You spelled it. All the jobs. I got two offers in New York. So it's like, all right, I'm going to go to New York. I'm from New York too. I don't know. I, you know, it is what it is. I got a job. I was like happy to have a job at the time. Yeah. yeah. So I went there, but I was dating a guy that was living in New Hampshire. So we were like, he was coming oh, to visit yeah, me, like the that. whole thing. So yeah. So I moved. So anyways, long story short, lateral to, I didn't even know that Nixon Peabody had an office in Manchester when I actually, so, so this is actually hilarious. So a recruiter cold called me. In my <laughs> office in New York, and said, "Are you interested in moving to Manchester, New Hampshire?" And I was like, "Yes, I am." Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're like, Actually, you're like, you're like good yeah. time. Yeah. Like, that never happened. Yeah, like that never. And I was like, "Well, you know, you're like really good. That's like really good timing." So I wasn't looking. 
But it, it felt like fate, like yeah, being in the yeah. face. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what this sounds a lot like? That episode <laughs> so we were going to do. We tried to record twice <laughs> now. That has been since deleted twice. We may get to it fate. eventually, but like you'll know. We'll, we'll make a comment fate if we ever record. has told us it's not meant to happen. But, <laughs> but I hope, I, it was a great episode. I hope you guys hear it some at some point. Okay, sorry. We digress. Back Keep to going fate. Back to fate. <laughs> Back yeah. to fate. So, and, and also, they were looking for like a fifth to sixth year. So I was like, I'm not even qualified. So I was like, I'll just, I'll just interview. Yeah. It'll be good interview experience. You know, I was like, whatever, I'll just, so, uh, anyways, I got the job. They, I don't know. And I, so I, 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 so I moved up there. Uh, I love working. So the guys up there, Scott O'Connell, he's, he's now my sponsor mentor. Awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. You talked about yeah. him. So he hired me. He's, so he's the best. So we did good work together. I mean, we, you know, that, that office is great. Um, can we focus one minute on the fact, I love what you just said. Like you said, I didn't think I was qualified yeah, t- and I, was, I got the job. Like, I think a lot of women, yeah. more so than men, feel this, like, they don't apply. They don't even bother applying. Like, maybe you felt like you should apply because the recruiter reached out. So maybe you were like, yeah, I mean, I knew more of a chance there. But a lot of women, like, more so than men, won't even apply to something because they're like, well, I'm not qualified. Like, yeah, no, that that does uh, resonate. I, I just, it was, I was looking at the just years of experience, like, just, I was like, I only have, I had only been a lawyer for a year, so I was like, you know, I just thought they would want someone that had done more of the work, but, uh, yeah. And once you were in the interview process, did you feel more confident, like, or? Well, how'd you yeah. get the job? Like, what, you, you obviously did something, because you got it, right? Yeah, I mean, I had a, so, law firm interviews, you have, like, a whole day interview, you know, you, like, yeah. meet with each of the partners, and they take you out to lunch, and, you know, but I, I had done good work, uh, at, Curtis by this time, you know, I had been there for a year and a half. They also called, so they called all the partners that I was working with at my yeah. current firm to like, I had to give a reference like before I even had the job. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you get this. So then you move to New Hampshire. Yeah. I know just spoiler alert. They, she broke up with that guy. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll edit that out. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we probably won't edit that out. Um, that was funny. So, okay. So I know you broke up with that guy, but then, so you ended up in Boston. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so Scott, so basically I am trying to convince myself that, you know, working there is fine, that even though we had broken up, I did really like working where I was working. I liked the work I was doing. I liked the people I was working with. And that's important. So I was trying to, you know, just say, I was trying to justify the decision, I guess, to myself. But I just had to be real with myself, and I just didn't want to live there anymore. Okay? I just wanted to move. So I made yeah. that decision. I was like, I'm going to move to Boston. I love Boston. Yeah, Boston's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to come back to Boston. So, but I knew Scott O'Connell, the guy that I work with, he had, like, the power to, like, make this happen or not, right? Yeah. So basically, I, like, I, like, built it up in my head so much, but I... Pretty much walked into his office and like burst into tears and was just like, I hate him here. I was like, I, he was like, tissues? So men you may not be yeah. able to do that, but like, for girls, do it. Yeah. You know, you know what? It, it just, you know what it is? It's a stress reaction. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. And talk about like differences in gender. Like women like cry to, it's a stress response. Yeah. Like it works. So like, Anyways, uh, but he was great about it. L- literally a month later, I was sitting in Boston. He just made it happen. He yeah. was like, oh, well, the friend thinks they, they wrote me a nice memo that said they valued me and they don't make this switch for everyone. That's what I knew. They don't just let people transfer offices. Yeah, but they wanted to keep you because yeah. you had worked hard. Yeah. All right. So, so but it was like a about... referendum on like whether they liked me too was like part of it too, making the decision yeah. to like ask them. And invest in you. Yeah. Being like, you'll. So, so in full transparency, I've known Morgan probably now for three years. And so I feel like personally, I was kind of, I kind of got a front row seat to, as you were preparing, you were getting to that point where, you know, you wanted to be partner. I think we've always talked about that since I've known you were both driven people. And so I kind of did get a front row seat, but talk about the last couple of years for you and like what it took, like, how do you get considered for partner? Like, what's that kind of process like? And I know your partner elects, so I don't want to, I mean, yeah. you can explain so, that yeah, too. Yeah, I'll talk about you, that. So, yeah, yeah, so, so I was recently elected partner by the partnership, so it becomes official actually February 1st. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm not a partner. So probably when this airs right like now, two months. Be, yeah, <laughs> February 1st I will be, but I've been elected. So I went to the partners meeting, so, I, you know, I've been going to the partners. She got a blowout. <laughs> I did. My hair looked fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was out in LA. It was great. 
Uh, but yeah, no, the process, I mean, I'm not going to go into the like total details of the process, but basically they, they need to make, it's, it's hard to make partner. It has to make business sense. People have to like you. It has to make sense within the department that you're in, within and the geography that you're in. And you yourself are scrutinizing every single case. You, I, I, I mean, I was with you a lot of the time. Like you yeah. would scrutinize like, oh, I did this. This may hurt me. Even oh. though it didn't, to me, it didn't seem like a big deal, but I, you know, I didn't know. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But it okay. sounds like you're still good. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, when I, so when I moved down here, when I was like a sixth year, I, I really had to make the decision to myself. Do I want to I remember make yeah. partner or do I want to do something else? Because I felt like if I was going to do something else, like that was the hot spot to move was those, those lateral years, like your third, fourth, fifth year. That's when firms will hire you. There's a lot of like moving around at that year mm-hmm. and I, you're marketable there. But if you're more senior that's good you, yeah and you don't have a book of business it's harder to move okay so you so year three four five that's your that's when you you're like most marketable yeah that's okay, when you're that's getting good. calls that's from recruit like literally the phone is ringing all the time recruiters calling you like awesome. the recruiter that called me like to when i made my move to nixon that's I was, right yeah and I, I honestly and i've told scott o'connell this i did interview other firms i interviewed at mince levin i interviewed at you know other other law firms um just to like check it out yeah, like when yeah. I moved down to Boston. At least try out. Yeah, yeah. See what but I did make the decision. I felt like it was. I, I felt like there was a path for partnership yeah. for me at Nixon, and I was going to go. So, for it. how did you? Did you? Okay, so let's talk about that. So maybe a listener who is thinking about that. Yeah. How did you get that feeling? Just because of your past work, you know what they were have cases they were having you on. Like, kind of what made you feel like okay, this is the, the partner tracks for me. I had been busy. I had been doing good work. Like I had brought in a lot of money for the firm. I was getting good reviews. Like I was like yeah. on an upward trajectory. I had, had gotten trial experience early. It's really hard to get trial experience. Yeah. I got that through trying bankruptcy cases, like back to back to back depositions. Took advantage of the recession. Yeah. So so literally yeah. a bad situation turned out really valuable for you. Like a job you did a job that a lot of people didn't do, and it turned out valuable for you. Yeah. That's no. a good... Uh, well, I did take bankruptcy in law school. I was interested in Well, it. no, I mean, yeah, just but... like you happened to get that really, you know, at the time you were probably like a grunt worker, you know, doing that Lehman case. The big yeah. thing is I just, I just followed the opportunities that were there. Like I didn't, That's good. like, I don't, it, like people are like, what do you want to do? to say. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, people don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I don't, like there are maybe, I wouldn't have said I'm going to be a bankruptcy lawyer, but that was like what was so busy, you know? And then you have to pivot from that too. Like there has, bankruptcy has dried up really the last like several years. I've been doing more employment, like, you know, just different types of work, yeah. government investigations type work, like whatever. You have to just be a yes woman and raise your hand and take yeah. whatever. But go the path out. that yeah. maybe people don't <laughs> want to go. Like, yeah. Even in tech, you get like, I hundred percent working at a big company. Like I, I always need to be working on the thing that's relevant because if you're not, mm. see ya. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, that I think, no, you just made a lot of really good points. Like, I think we talk a lot about on this show, just like usually the way you want to get somewhere is not the way that you think it's going to go, but then it ends up helping you in the long run. And it sounds like you had some of those similar experiences. Like, yeah, most people you talk to, they don't say I wanted to go from A to B. And I just like went, although I did say I wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah. I you're a different breed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I did go after that, but you know, most people just, they, you know, they met a person, they met some, they had an opportunity open up to them. They didn't even expect. And like, they don't, you know, you, so you have to just be open to you know, so talk about your path changing potential so, yes. as we explore. <laughs> so talk about your last year. Like, I know we, we got to celebrate a little bit. So t- I mean, yeah. I know it was hard. I, I saw what you went through. So talk a little bit about kind of when, you know, you thought it was your time potentially. And then what that entailed, like, would you like, what was it like? Did you just yeah. get picked? Did you have to interview? Like, so, uh, so I'll say everything changed for me when I started raising my hand and saying, I want to be partner here. I want to make partner. And I just told everybody that she I had said, a friend who pushed her to do that too. Well, the first the first person I ever said that I allowed to <laughs> was Andrew Glinter, the CEO or or the managing partner of the firm. You know, I was like, I was like, I want to make partner. How are we going to make that happen? And he, he had great advice. Like, I and then I feel like, and then people start to view you as that, and you start to emulate acting in that capacity, like before you even are, and just say, look, I'm already basically make people think of you as a partner already. Like, act, act the way part. you want to, it's like manifesting do. it. Like you're already yeah. acting as if you have it. And then people start to see it too. And they do. Happens. And I felt like that happened, you know? So. That's awesome. Yeah. So congrats. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, it's a crazy process. So, um, but, you know, it was great to go to the partners meeting. I'm excited about it. I mean, it's definitely daunting too. I kind of also didn't know if it was going to happen. Like that, I. Yeah. How like, was it presented to you? Like, 
So like my sponsor, do you get like a text it. or something? Wait, talk about that. Like, so you have a sponsor, like talk about that piece of it. Just yeah. For so it. most people, they have a sponsor who's kind of like shepherding them through the process. Like, well, what's the process? process? It starts, I can't, I can't really, I can't, it's, oh, it's like it's a somewhere, secret. Yeah. Well, it's, in, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like secret society. I'm like thinking of the skulls, you know, that movie, oh my like God. secret society. It's probably not that extreme. No, it's, I know. <laughs> there's a lot of vetting. Okay. There, it's, it takes a long time. There's a lot of input. There's like a lot of. See, she's a real lawyer. She just didn't give me any. Anything. No, but there's a lot that goes on, and there's there's a lot of people to consider. We have 700 lawyers, or I think wow. it's maybe down to 600 now these yeah. days. But be, you know, fluxes. But sure. yeah, yeah, so yeah, so there's just a lot of discussions about different people going on behind the scenes. And Scott didn't want to like get my hopes up, so he was never like, "It's a sure thing." Like he was right. like, "I don't have any news. Sorry, you know." He was so like, wait, so, "So you apply?" So so I didn't apply. So I told I just I had a conversation with Scott. I called I called Scott. Well, first back up. I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to. I had a conversation before I, so Scott, Scott, my buddy Scott who hired me, okay, he ended up becoming, getting promoted and he is now firm wide, like chair of litigation, like grand poobah of litigation in management. Wow. He's on the management committee. He matters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big deal. Yeah. So I, I, but I happened to have that connection with him. I had worked with him for four years in New Hampshire, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So coming to Boston, I was in Boston for four years and I worked for other people too, but he was like always in my corner. So I had an ally. I had some, you needed that. You needed somebody to sponsor you on, on management committee. You need somebody to put you up. As I and said. I, and by the way, just, I feel like that's the same in a lot of companies. Yeah. Like it's always better if you have an ally in leadership. Yeah. Okay. So uh, then he's, so like talk about, do you apply to be partner or do you get like picked for, like how does that piece work? Uh, the management so a, committee like puts together a slate every year that they, they vote on. Like the whole partnership has to vote. So the management committee. That's awesome. Yeah. Submits it to the partnership. So I, so I officially celebrated after the vote. Yeah. After the yeah. vote. But the vote, it's kind of perfunctory. Yeah. Cause it's like the man, like the slate has been. Yeah, slate, but so. you get, you, so you kind of, it's kind of like you it's have just, anxiety, yeah. but you like know it's coming. Yeah. It's just, you're excited. Exactly. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. No, I'm excited about it. So. so let me ask you this. So, you know, we've been, uh, I think this was like, this was awesome and we got a lot of, like, I think I the, learned a lot. I learned a lot. I mean, we like to do these because we have a lot of listeners who are trying to figure things out. So this was really helpful. So I guess if before we kind of go on to our second segment, if after everything we talked about and, Picture your young future lawyers maybe listening to this or people who are thinking about applying to law school. What's maybe one thing you'd say from an advice perspective? Oh, that's a good question. This I, is the only time I've stumped her this whole entire thing. No, I just want to be thoughtful. Um, I would say when I felt like I, when I was true to myself, when people were, what the reason law school can be hard and being a lawyer is hard is people are wondering what to do and judging themselves off what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And there's a lot of that hype that goes on in law school and in law firms, like how many hours are you studying? How many hours are you billing? And like getting caught up in like what other people are doing. And I just was always like, I got myself here. I'm just going to keep doing what I did to get myself here and just like believe in myself and not get caught up in the hype. And that lessens your like that's, stress I level about that. it. I love yeah. that too. Yeah. 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 I think that's applicable to any, any yeah. areas, you know, like you, you stop comparing, stop focusing, like trust yourself, trust yeah. Work ethic, trust. You got here. Instincts. Just yeah. keep doing what you're doing to get like. So Morgan, before we wrap, like if, how can, can someone reach out to you? If, if any of our listeners have questions, is there a way to contact you or can we share? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Nyan, I'm at Nixon Peabody, M-I-M-N-I-G-H-A-N at NixonPeabody.com if you want to email me. Yeah, please do. And I, I actually have, I can actually attest to this. Um, one of my good friends from home, her sister's like boyfriend, Ended up being an intern at one at Morgan's firm, and I kind of made that connection, and she was wonderful. Yeah, Ryan, for, he's great. Yeah, she was wonderful <laughs> for advice. And he's so, gonna shuffle puck. Yeah, we'll make sure you have <laughs> we'll make sure you have Morgan's contact because we're gonna be doing a lot of these type of interviews to make sure if you know if this is an interest to you, this career, and you have more questions, like please, we want you to reach out. Yeah. But now we're gonna go on to our, my favorite part of the episode, which is our second segment, which we love to do. So the last few we've done for you guys has been about food and. <laughs> Probably some more leisurely activity, but so we got, the three of us kind of got into a conversation earlier about what we've been watching, whether it's a documentary or a new show or something that's just kind of, we're kind of binging right now. I won't talk about Gossip Girl, but I am watching that right now. But yeah, so we think we're going to do that kind of, uh, we're going to talk about our, you know, what we're watching, what we recommend. And uh, so Sarah, why don't you kick us off? 
All right. Um, I've got like a, an interesting mix going right now. So <laughs> I I started watching Succession. I picked up where I had left off in nice. the summertime. Who recommended that? Yeah, I think maybe you had initially. Yeah. I had started watching it this summer. I've never seen it. And oh, then it's I didn't so have good. HBO for a few months. That's now right. I have it again. Oh, we watched one here and you were like, I oh, I gotta watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm on like beginning of season two. So that, but then I have a guilty pleasure also. <laughs> it's like totally polar opposite. I really love 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds like something I would love too. <laughs> From the law perspective, that's you it. Definitely that's love it. it. I don't do family law though. No, fuck that. <laughs> but it's just, it's just hilarious and fascinating. And it makes me honestly feel better about my life most days. So <laughs> I, I just have it. It's my guilty pleasure. Nice. So for those of you who don't know, the whole premise is basically. <laughs> you meet someone from a foreign country and fall in love, and the idea is that the only way to get them to come and be together is that they get a K-1 visa, and oh, they have 90 fuck. days to get married in the U.S., and so, like, these couples that don't know each other at all, and they're always, like, 30-year age difference <laughs> or, like, just crazy, hilarious drama, decide they're going to get married within 90 days of knowing each other, so it's... It's good stuff. Yes, and by the way, Sarah also really likes Lifetime movies. True. I do too. I watched a good one today, actually. Yeah, so I just like, I always always throw that in there. Morgan, what about you? What are you watching? What are you you looking forward to? Yeah, so I just, Matt and I have been watching, we just finished The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. HBO is great programming. I think HBO is good too. And it's Danny McBride, which I normally do not think is funny, but it's it's hilarious. It's like, what's the premise? uh, Big church money. Ooh. Oh, but like, good. yeah, but irony and just like hypocrites because they're all also yeah. doing all these crimes and drugs and like money corrupts people. They're 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 rich. They're living Religion. large. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Religion, but just yeah, we're not gonna go there. But it's about that in an ironic and funny way, not in a like yeah, shitty political like way. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I'll, I haven't even. I honestly haven't heard of it's that. It's excellent. Uh, so for me, I'm gonna I'll take a different a little bit different spin. I do love TV and I am rewatching Gossip Girl. However, what I wanted to talk about, I'm a big documentary like you know any type of like historical type of show or movie or anything like that. I love that stuff. But I just watched a new documentary on Netflix. My brother watched it and decided to be a vegan. So I was like, "What is this documentary?" And it's called The Game Changers and it's on Netflix and it's actually a really good documentary for people who like those that type of stuff. It's basically about this UFC fighter champion guy who got hurt and he's like trying to rehab and he's like wondering why he can't pick it up and he starts realizing that maybe he needs to change his diet. So it kind of goes into like the eating a ton of red meat and meat to like testing pro athletes like they have fo- pro football players that you'd recognize on it and they do all these different types of tests feeding them different foods testing them and it's just it's actually a really well done documentary but you do and you and you watch it and you're like wow I should be plant-based but like realistically like I'm never going to be plant-based but you're you, you're I like for 10 years Wow, that's good for you. Yeah, so it, but it, that's impressive. Well, I didn't know that. We'll talk about that. I like meat um, though. I eat meat now. Lots of bacon. Yeah, no, that, yeah, totally. But like, no, this documentary is like, um, I, I was telling Sarah earlier. I'm like, we after we record, we should really watch it because it's like it's that good. So that's kind of what I've been binging that. So the Game Changers Netflix, it's free. Nice. But yeah, all right. That's so Morgan, variety. Seriously, we got a lot. But Morgan, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. Yeah. I've been asking you for so long. I know, it's great. I Thanks appreciate you sharing. I know you shared a little you probably shouldn't have, but we really appreciate it. <laughs> and um, yeah. follow us at... On Instagram, at Entry Level Podcast. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for more, guys. Thank Thanks, you. guys.